family. It's another episode of Mastering Love and Life with Clifton Brantley. That is me. And today, I want to talk to you about the power of your mind. The power of your mind. I think this is going to be a, a good one. I hope so. My goal is really to educate you and make you just as aware as you can be of your inner life and how much how much how much your inner life is controlled by your mind. So, yeah. Back in 1972, the United Negro College Fund uh, they had some commercials running. I was a little kid, and well, I was in. I was born in '72, so I. I <laughs> but when I saw the commercial, I was a kid. But they had this commercial, and the model was this: a mind is a terrible thing to waste, right? Some of you may remember that uh, that that commercial and campaign. Uh, and the thing is, you know, although I heard and agreed with this model as a kid. I had no idea that my childhood would set me up to spend a lot of years wasting my mind. Yeah, I, I had no idea. And the reason I spent so many years wasting my mind is because I did not know that I was actually wasting my mind. Right? I mean, I, I was clueless. I did not know I was wasting my mind. And when I say wasting my mind... Uh, it's not that I was unintelligent, right? It's not that I was being unruly. It's not that I was uh, living a life of crime or, you know, just I, I wasn't wasting my mind because I wasn't using it. But I was wasting my mind because I wasn't protecting it, right? I wasn't protecting my mind from the things that could harm me and so then by default, I was wasting my mind. I didn't know it. The mind, when you think about the mind, um, the mind could be considered the most important part of you at a certain level. The most, and I'm talking like the most important. And the reason that is, is because your mind is the control center of life. It's, here's what the Bible says. The Bible says, whatever a man thinks in his heart, then so is he. And when the Bible talks about the heart, uh, it's actually talking about the mind. And so it, it, it communicates that whatever you believe in your mind, then that's who you're going to be, right? And some of you have been wasting your mind for so long that you're not even aware of the fact that you are creating, and I'm using that word intentionally, you are creating the negative experiences of your life because of what is in your mind. And so I want to talk about um, the power of your mind and help you understand how you can create a better life by guarding and protecting and changing, or should I say renewing your mind. When you do that, then you can start to create a better life. 
And that's the that's the goal. Uh, that's the goal for everybody. Like, you only get one life on the planet. And what's the point of living life at a mediocre level when you don't have to? At a subpar level, at an at an average or below average level, when you don't have to, because the reality is you don't. The human mind is amazing. Do you understand that uh, the you, the world looks the way that it looks today because of the human mind? Like God created the heavens and the earth and everything in nature. God did not create the iPhone. God did not create electricity. He didn't create, he didn't create vehicles and cars, right? He didn't create this camera that I have. He didn't create this microphone. Nope. He put that creativity into the human mind. And the human mind created all of this. And so if you think about it, you it wouldn't take you long to come to the conclusion that the mind is powerful. Here's the problem. A lot of people they understand that the human mind is, is powerful and they understand that um, the human being can do great things. They, they just don't believe it for themselves, which that's, that doesn't make sense, right? If you are a human being with a functioning mind, and when I say functioning, meaning like you're not, you don't have autism or some kind of major mental disorder, then you can, you can, Take control of your mind, and you create. You can create the reality that you see on TV. That you, oh man, I wish I had that, or oh, I wish I could go there. I wish I had this kind of money, that kind of money, money. Now, I'm not saying that you know um, anything would be easy. I'm never promoting easy because I believe that easy is a trick of the enemy. Right. The Bible says, uh, if you love pleasure, those who love pleasure will become poor. Right. So I'm not talking about easy. And I think that's one of the problems uh, in our minds. We are maybe maybe you've been through a lot of things. And so you've been through so many things that now in your mind, you just gravitate to what's easy and pleasurable. But I can assure you that is a road that leads to destruction. How do I know? Because Jesus said, broad is the gate and wide is the way that leads to destruction. But then he said, narrow is the gate that leads to life. And so be careful about just pursuing, you know, what feels good. And um, yeah, just just be careful about that. The, the first and probably most important thing you need to understand is this. Your world exists in your mind. As a matter of fact, not only does your world exist in your mind, but it only exists in your mind. You need to understand that your world, it does not exist anywhere else on the planet except in your mind. What do I mean by that? It's... So the, let's take the relationships you're in, whether it's your parents, your siblings, um, cousins, or your, your, your partner or your friends. 
your relationship with them, where does it, where does it exist in real life? That ex, that is it, does it exist in Texas? Is it in Nevada? Is it in, is it in your partner's house? Is it in your house? Is it in, is it in your spouse's? Um, is it on that? Like, where is it? It's in your mind. That's the only place it exists. It, when you think about your, 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 your mom, you may see your mom in the world. You physically see her. But what she means, the feelings you have about her, the thoughts you have about her, the beliefs you have about her, the beliefs you have about a mom, every mom, all of that, it exists in your mind. And so what I'm saying is, what happens inside of you shows up then on, what happens inside of you determines how you interact with the world on the outside of you. But your world only exists in your mind. <clears throat> Excuse me, your world only exists in your mind. Um, whatever you think about school, it exists in your mind. Because it is in your mind where you determine what things mean, right? Everything to everybody doesn't mean the same thing for everybody. It doesn't. Like, if, if, we, if we both were to say, um, so when I say marriage, there are certain beliefs, certain thoughts, certain emotions that are connected to that word. But when I say, but when you say marriage, there's a different set of beliefs, thoughts, and feelings connected to that word. And the thing is, if we both speak English, we may be using the same words, but we're not talking about the same thing, right? And you've heard me talk about the internal dictionary. And so because your, your world only exists in your mind, number one, that means you are in total control of it. God gave it to you to manage. But number two, it also means that no one else on the planet is in your world. And I'm not going to deal a lot with that part in this particular episode, but I will say uh, the people who you let harm you, the people in your past who's harmed you, the only reason that that's still hurting is not because of them. It's because of you, because you still have that in your world and you got to kick it out. The fact that the, the, the fact that your, your world only exists in your mind is the reason that Proverbs 4.23 is so uh, important. And here's what it says. It says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Guard your heart above all else. It's the most important thing because it's going to determine how your life looks. All of your life battles happen in the mind, right? Think about it. When you feel overwhelmed, where does the overwhelm exist? It exists in your mind. You're not overwhelmed because you're carrying around a whole bunch of weight, like physical weights, and like you don't have a couch on your back. So when I'm, when I'm sitting at my desk and I'm stuck, like I feel overwhelmed or I feel um, down or sad, that is happening nowhere else in, in the world except in my mind. When you're lonely, where does the loneliness exist? See, 
Here's, here's, here's what I tell people. Life itself is not fair or unfair. It's just life. But whether or not you, uh, whether or not you see it as unfair depends on what's in your mind. Because your whole world exists in your mind. Yeah. And, and because your world exists in your mind, it would make sense then to guard your mind, which would be guarding your world. And you gotta, you gotta be careful of what you allow to take root in your mind. When you don't understand the power of your mind, I started, I started to name this, uh, your, the omnipotence of your mind, right? I started to name this the omnipotence of your mind because the reality is, although as human beings, we're not, omnip we're, we're not omnip omnipotent like God, but we are created in his image. And the things that we can do with our minds is omnipotent like, right? Omnipotence means all power. Our minds are not all powerful, but the things that we can do with our minds, it's, it's, it's very, very similar, right? And when you don't understand the power of your mind, you will subject yourself to unnecessary hardship and pain. Unnecessary. Because the truth is, most people, most people who experience a lot of internal pain, they are doing it to themselves and they don't even know it. Now, some people do know that they're hurting themselves, but a lot of people, they have no idea that they are causing the pain that they're complaining about. Yeah, see, a, a lot of times the reason that uh, what your partner did was painful is because of the meaning that you gave it. The meaning that you gave, you could have gave it a different meaning. That could have been a small thing and that you just looked over. Haven't you noticed that there are some things that bother one person at a deep level and the exact same thing, another person, it doesn't bother them much at all, right? Imagine that you and your partner have to meet. Let's say you got you to gotta go meet a home builder, right? So you're buying a new house. Y'all got a meeting to meet the home builder. But your partner gets home late from work, so you guys have to rush to the meeting, right? Now, if you determine... In your mind, he doesn't care. Um, he, don't, he doesn't care about anybody but himself. That's why he always late. Then you might hurt yourself because you believe your partner, partner is uncaring. You've decided in your mind the behavior is uncaring. It's because he's an uncaring person. And so him being late is for that reason. You're going to hurt yourself. He's not causing that hurt. Your meaning is causing that hurt. Now, watch this. On the other hand, if you determine that he was late because, I mean, life happens and you believe he meant to be on time, you won't be hurt by his lateness, potentially, right? Unless you make up something else. But the point is, you make up what life means to you. And I see this all the time where one partner doesn't meet the expectation of the other person. And then uh, they'll give the unmet expectation a meaning that hurts. Like if if my wife 
you know, me, when, whenever my, me and my wife leave or come home, let's say when she leaves to go to work in the morning, she doesn't kiss me one morning because we, we kiss when we come and go. Let's say she don't kiss. If I give that the meaning she's upset and she's being mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond to that a certain way. If I see it as she just forgot, I'm going to respond a different way. If I see it as she's trying to teach me a lesson, I'm going to respond a different way. But all of those differences only exist in my mind, right? Doesn't exist anywhere else. The meaning you give something is not determined by the explanation, by the way, right? Uh, the, the meaning that you give, let's say the meaning that you give their behavior, that's not determined by their explanation because they can explain it to you. But if you believe what you believe, their explanation may not move you at all. You are the only one that can change the meaning of the facts that you encounter. And that's all that exists in the outer world are facts. It's just a fact. It's a fact. You wrecked your brand new car. But what does it mean? You make up the meaning. It, it doesn't mean that um, now you can't have a new car. It doesn't mean that... You know, you're going to be in debt now. It doesn't mean that you're going to have a giant bill. You don't, whatever it means, you make it up. And, and, and then once you make it up, you are the one that determines how you interact with what you make up. Go well, at a certain level. Because if you make it up to be painful, then how you respond to pain, that's what's going to show up. James says this. James, I believe it's James 4.1. It says, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at work within you? It didn't say your partner's passions, didn't say your cousin's passions, didn't say your childhood. It says that your passions are at war within you. So um, talking about the power of the mind. Now, speak, speak as... <laughs> Let me share this with you. Speaking of the power of the mind, uh, so I want to share this with you just so you'll, just to give an example of how powerful the mind is. Uh, and you have a mind, so you probably don't need a whole lot of examples. But I, I just want to make this point. I remember one time when I was younger, I wanted to see if I could make myself, uh, yeah, I'm going to say it, I wanted to see if I could make myself have an orgasm by myself without touching myself. Yes, I did. I wanted to see if I could make myself have an orgasm, have an orgasm by myself without touching myself or moving. Right. I wanted to see if I could just use my mind to make my body respond as if I was having sex. And guess what? I did. That's crazy. Now, I don't share that to be gross or inappropriate, but to make the point that the mind is powerful and too many of you underestimate the power of your mind. You underestimate the power of your mind. You underestimate how, how, um, how can I say? You underestimate how serious it is for you to allow certain things in your mind. So you watch what you want to watch. Right. You watch all kind of crazy stuff on TV and you listen to anybody speaking into your life and then you don't line it up with truth. If it sounds good, regardless if God said it or not, you're going to go with it. That's dangerous. 
that's that's extremely dangerous because the mind the mind is like is like um like soil right it's like soil so uh soil does not care what you plant in it 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 doesn't care what you plant in like you can plant poison ivy or you can plant roses it's going to produce either one and so your mind is that is that way so if you're not careful about what you allow in your mind you will find yourself uh, feeling ways on the inside and unaware man why am i why am i so why am i feeling anxious or why am i feeling fearful right now nothing has happened because you're not guarding your mind it's interesting to me um how you can be having a bad day like you can be, you can be having a terrible day an absolute terrible day and then tomorrow when you wake up and you have an absolutely amazing day but watch this nothing at all changed in between one day to the next except your mind you got the same bills you got the same car you got the same spouse you got the same job nothing has changed except how you process in your mind as a matter of fact that's where your good day exists i'm you know folks say man i'm having a bad day why <laughs> the bad day only exists in your world in your mind and your mind is a part of your world and you are the one in control of your world. So if you're having a bad day, change it. Now, if you need things on the outside of you to make you feel good, to make you feel like I'm having a good day, well, then, yeah, you, you're going to be tossed to and fro by every wind and doctrine, right? But, but, but still, the good or bad day still only exists in your mind. That is why you have to guard your mind above all else, right? You cannot just allow any and everything to speak to your mind. Now, the thing is this, you may be asking God to change your life and make you better when the reality is he has already given you what you need to change your life. Yeah, he, he's already given it to you. He gave you a mind and told you to guard it. Guarding your mind is your responsibility. And guarding your mind has to do with being careful about what you allow into your mind. You got to be careful of what you watch and what you listen to, right? Are those things planting seeds of faith or seeds of fear? Because whichever one is planted, that is the one that will grow. Guarding your mind is about about what you allow in, but there, but there are some negative things. There are some negative things that you're, that that are in your mind that come from childhood during a time when you could not guard your mind. Right? So you, you guarding your mind is for the adult you. Like don't let certain things in and, and kick bad stuff out. But there are some things that are in your mind. And these are usually the most destructive things. They're in your mind and they got in there during childhood at a time when you could not guard your mind because you were too fragile. You were too young. You didn't even know anything about guarding your mind. Right. So you have all these negative. They're not they're not seeds anymore. Now you got forests 
and, and trees and you got all kind of fruit, negative fruit because of what's been planted in your mind. Well, it's your job to uproot the negative fruit and plant good fruit. You feel me? You, you, don't, you don't want to just allow the negativity that comes from your childhood to just sit and rest. Some of you, it's been with you so long, you think it's you. You think that you're afraid of uh, crowds. You think that you are afraid of the dark, right? And, and you've always acted that way, but the reality is you're holding on to a negative belief that's causing you to be someone in life that God did not create you to be. But here's the thing. Watch this. God has an answer for that. Okay? God has an answer for that. Romans, two, uh, Romans 12, verse 2 says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I'm going to say that again. Do not be conformed to this world. To be conformed means to uh, be made in the shape of, just kind of fit in, kind of, don't let the world shape your mind. But it says, instead of being conformed, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The mind of the world is that of anxiety, self-doubt, and defeat. A mind of fear. Right? That's the mind of the world. And too often, we are conforming instead of transforming. You got to make up your mind, I'm going to be a transformer, right? We Transformer, more than means the eye. Like you got to be more, you got to be a transformer. You can choose to be Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, as long as you're an Autobot, right? Because we don't want to be a Decepticon, but I'm, I'm sorry, that probably doesn't fit. But you get what I'm saying. Be a transformer. Transform your mind. You transform your life by renewing your mind. Yeah, to be a transformer, you got to renew your mind. And here's the thing. He said for you to renew your mind. That's something you have to do. God's not going to renew your mind for you. That's that's your that's your responsibility. How do we renew our mind? Well, when you notice that your inner world is not full of joy and peace, then it is time to renew your mind. Where did I get that from? Well, because here's what Jesus said. My peace I give to you. So if Jesus gave you his peace and you're not walking in it, you need to renew your mind. Here's what the Apostle Paul said. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. And it sends the picture that the, 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 the believer is supposed to always be full of joy, regardless of outside circumstances. Why? Because in your mind, you are more aware of who God is than you are aware of what your problem is. But that can only happen when you renew your mind. And we have too many believers walking around who, who say they belong to Christ, but they don't have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, I'm sorry, not 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians uh, 5, 517 says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He's talking about women too, right? If any man or woman be in Christ, 
He or she is a new creature. Watch this. Old things have passed away, and all things have become new. Notice it did not say, if any man be in Christ, he will feel like a new creature. That, that not, that, that's not what it says, right? It says he is a new creature. So that means if you are in Christ, but you still have the same old behaviors, then you have not yielded your life to his sovereign rule. And guess where you yield your life to his sovereign rule? You guessed it in your mind. Yeah. If you haven't lived, yielded your life to, to his sovereign rule, then you are still allowing the world to conform you. You haven't renewed your mind. It's a sad thing for a believer to be in Christ and not have the mind of Christ. And so you're living life as one who doesn't have a savior. So you're not walking by faith. You're walking by sight. That's why you have so much fear and anxiety, right? You need to renew your mind. Renew, how, 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 do I, how, how do I renew my mind, sir? You renew your mind by filling it with the positive, peaceful things of God. Yeah, the Bible tells you what to fill it with. How many, did you even know that the Bible tells you what to think? It does. It tells you several places, but I'm going to just read one place. Philippians 4, 8, it says, Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things of a good report, think on these things. Don't think about you just got laid off on your job. Why? Because you need, so, so let me just, okay, let me share this with you. The reason, slow down. The reason, let's say you just got laid off. The reason you don't want to focus on the negative aspect of you losing your job because the negative way you think about it then is going to affect how you show up in the real world and how you show up might be a factor in whether or not you move from this place of unemployment to a higher place of employment or entrepreneurship. But if your mind isn't right, you'll stay stuck on the sideline crying about what you think God or the enemy took from you when God is actually closing one door so he can open another one. But because you haven't renewed your mind and you still have the mind of the world, you think I got to go to Indeed. I got to go to monster.com. I got to do what I got to do to find a new job. No, what you need to do is pray, get on your knees, seek his face, and then watch God renew your mind. Or should I say that's how you renew your mind in Christ. You have to know that you have the power to drastically change your life. It's the power of the man uh, of the mind. You, you have to know that it is it with, it is within your ability to become who God created you to be from the beginning. The things that you are afraid of. Do you understand that? 
things that you're afraid of. Most so I like the, the acronym for fear, false evidence appearing real. That's 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 usually true. Right? So um whatever man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if you believe you'll never be better than you are, you are right until you stop believing that. Okay. I talked about uh mind monsters previously in another episode. I talked about the mind monsters. You have to overcome fear and doubt. Fear will rob you of everything God has for you. It will. And doubt is, um, the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And so if you're not walking in faith, you're walking in doubt. But the, and, and so the answer to fear and doubt is faith. But watch this. It's not faith for the sake of faith. It's faith in God. Listen, do you understand? Do you understand that we have never, ever known the future since we've been on the planet? We've never known the future. And fear and anxiety is about a future that hasn't happened yet. But since it hasn't happened, whatever you think about the future you're making it up. <laughs> yeah, you, you're making it up. So when you think I'll never be good enough, or when you think I'm going to be everything God created me to be, both of those are thoughts about the future, and both of them you're making up. When you say, this book I'm writing is not going to reach that many people, you're making that up. When you say, this book is going to be a bestseller, you're making that up too. Why? Because we don't know what's going to happen in the future. But the problem is the one you believe about the future will impact how you do life today. So if you believe positive, you're going to move to bring the positive to pass. But if you believe in the negative, you, your behavior will do what's necessary to bring the negative to pass. That's crazy, but that's how that's us humans. So, so if I if I use the book example, if you're writing a book and you you believe in yeah, it's, it's not going to be that popular of a book, you're not going to be gung ho about writing it. You're not going to promote it. As a matter of fact, you may half write it. You may never you may never finish it. Why? Because you believe nobody's going to read it anyway, and so your behavior is going to get in line with your belief. But if you believe it's going to be a bestseller. Then you're going to work hard on it. Like if you truly believe that, you'll finish that book so fast. Why? Because you believe with everything in you that it's going to do a certain thing. Now, are you sure? No. But we're talking about beliefs in the mind for the future that cause us to act a certain way today. If you have, if you have little children in the house... If you have little children in the house, you would not leave loaded guns just lying around, right? You, you would put them away. Why? Because they can harm them. They can, even, they can kill themselves if mishandled, right? That is the same reason you have to guard your mind above everything else because your mind is powerful. It is, it is more powerful than you may believe. Or that you then you may understand, and if you allow it to fall into the wrong hands, 
It can kill so much in your life. Yeah, if you allow your mind to fall into the wrong hands, it can kill so much of what's going on in your life. What, what are the wrong hands to leave your mind in? First of all, Satan, right? He wants to keep you depressed, full of anxiety, and trusting your own wisdom. You also can't leave your mind in the hands of the world. The world wants to keep you focused on your natural desires and ambitions, and they want you to pursue these desires absent from God. You're going to frustrate yourself. The world wants you to carry the weight of the world, people-pleasing, looking after everybody but yourself. Don't do that. And then the hands of your childhood. Your childhood would keep your mind trapped in the negative beliefs of your past, making you believe you are something different than who God made you to be. My encouragement to you is to put your mind in God's hands. Let him tell you what to think so you can be transformed into who he created you to be from the beginning. How do you do that? You do that by spending every day, by spending time every day in his word. I hope you understand the power of the mind a little better. And I pray that you will do the work to guard your mind, but then also to feed and feel your mind with positive things. The choice is yours. Like there's enough negativity going on in the world where you don't have to digest that stuff. Guard your mind, fill it with God's peace and promises. And I promise you, because it ain't my promise, that's why I can promise it. Things will turn around for you. Hope this was a blessing for you. Thank you for listening. And I will talk to you guys next time.